Welcome. Oh, F God's sake. Oh my god. <laughs> you just ruined the welcome yeah. with your coughs. Yeah, welcome it was to only the half world. intentional. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Stop interrupting me. I'm trying to do the intro. Let's try again. Welcome to welcome the world. Welcome to Nerd of... and More Geek. Oh, I hate I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I'm Welcome to the world of Warcast. World of Warcraft. World of Warcast. Um the Nerd Under Geek podcast with me, Cal Doughty, and everybody's friend, Scott Hunter. Everybody's uh, orc druid, Scott Hunter. And I know that that's not a real... <laughs> Orcs race. can't be druids! I know, I was about to say, don't at me. I know that's not a real... <laughs> that's why I'm so special, that's why section. I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah, you're the orc... We're not even orcs, we're humans. We are. And night elves. Let me just see if there's any questions I've got sent. Okay, cool, I've got some questions. <laughs> um, I was just making sure before we started. How are you, Scott? Yeah, I'm really well. Cal, it feels like no time at all since we recorded the last standard edition of Nerd and or Geek. Yeah, in that time, we've both seen each other in person and recorded a bonus episode. I know, it's crazy. If you have not heard that Isn't bonus episode focusing on Warcraft, I suggest you go do so. And that's Warcraft it, honestly, the movie, 2016. It feels like... It feels like longer than a week since we saw each other. It really does. It's a lot's happened time's, this week. It's been a big time week. Is a, time is a strange mistress, and it has been a big week. You're right. Um, how have you been for the past... For the podcast listeners, how have you been for the past two weeks? How, yeah, what, what's, I, I've been really been good. On? I've been in the swing of doing some work. Uh, that is some PhD work. Uh, it's going... I've got about half my first chapter done. I'm going to get the other half done, I hope, this week. That would be really how good. How many... How many chapters does it need to be? Well, so for a humanities PhD, like a history PhD, the total word count you're looking at is something like eighty to 100,000 words. Um, so for chapters, probably looking about five or so chapters of uh, 15,000 words each. What's the title of your first chapter? Plus a lit review. Uh, so what? Pardon? So you have like a um, a literature review where you talk about what other people have written before you, and then you have about five <laughs> chapters. Uh, here's my here's my um, here's my uh, my book on horse racing. If you don't want to read this book, here's some stuff that other well, people no, have written. Well, no, because you have to you have to show. Well, you have to show that you've looked to see uh, what other people have written. Obviously, you're not doing it. Well, you might be doing it for the first time, but if so, you've got to say there's nothing else there. But probably someone's <laughs> written there... something related before. You're obviously always taking, um, always walking in, um, in you know, from the previous generation. Walking in the footsteps of the previous generation. Yeah, exactly. Or no, because you're leading. You're not walking their footsteps, but you're kind uh, of, okay. you're, you, you see their footsteps and you're like, you can't run anymore. You're old. And you run <laughs> what past about... them. But they led you on the trail. <laughs> they gave you the what about... idea. What about when there's only one set of footsteps? What do you mean? It's it's a religious reference. Oh, I see. That's, that is where I carried you. <laughs> uh, are they are they carrying you through the history dissertation? Um, I go. I'm they're more like dropping you off at the start, like your mum. <laughs> first day. Yeah, of your mum dropping you off to to football practice. Yeah, older historians go. are like your mum dropping you off to uh to football practice and saying, "I'll see you later, sweetheart." Okay, giving you a kiss on the head. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, so. <laughs> What, are you doing anything else this past two weeks? I mean, we've had a lot of games. A lot of games have we have come, a lot of games. Games we can been get played and have come out. Uh, so, yeah, that's mostly for entertainment. I went to an all-night movie marathon on Bank Holiday Monday. 
Uh, it was really good. It was a so it was at the Prince Charles Cinema, which is an independent cinema in uh, Central London in Leicester Square. Your favorite? Uh, it is my f- favorite London cinema. I really like it. Um, and the theme of this movie marathon, well, it didn't have a theme. Uh, it was uh, the setup was it was a mystery marathon, and that's not mystery type movies. Um, oh, like, that's a shame. Yeah, there was a guy in front, but I I'm not sure if he's being serious. But he did say, "I thought it was going to be like Sherlock Holmes." but you would believe that if they said mystery movie marathon but but if you looked at the description on their website you would have clearly seen that it's mystery because you didn't know what the films were going to be until they started playing like a loot box containing pop figures you don't know what pop figures you're going to get it's the loot box of cinematic exhibitions Okay, were they were they good movies? <laughs> they were good. Um, so it started with Paper Moon, which is a 1973, I think, comedy. Um, oh, if you've old. not ever seen it, it's a good one if you've not seen it. Um, and then Midnight Run, starring uh, Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, I know it. That was a good movie. Then a kung fu comedy from the early 90s called The Last Dragon. I uh, would recommend. I'd, I'd never heard of that one before. That was a lot of fun. Uh, then it was the Ocean's Eleven 2001 version, which I excellent kind of... Version. Ex- excellent version. It's film. a good film. I, I was dozing off a bit uh, <laughs> in that one. And then finally, uh, The Burbs, as in like the suburbs, The Burbs, uh, the starring birds. The Burbs. The Birds? Yeah, B-U-R-B-S. Apostrophe B-U-R-B-S. Oh, okay. uh, the Burbs, starring Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher, and that, that was one where those birds are like outside the house. They're all, it's all black and white. No, that's Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock's The Birds. I thought that's, okay. I thought that's what you said. Uh, no, um, <laughs> the, the Burbs was the least forgettable. I say it was. It was a good lineup. Um, it was not as good as last year's Mystery Marathon. Which should was, they have ended with the Burbs, or should they have maybe started with it? I thought the Burbs was. It was not like. A big crowd pleaser, I think. It was kind of... I wouldn't say it, it, like, ended it off on, like, a particularly spectacular note. I'm not sure it'd end on a comedy when you've been going all night. Hmm. Like, See, I last year... I went, the I went the time the, for laughter is gone at yeah. that point. See, I went to the same event last year, and the lineup then was uh, After Hours with Michael J. Fox, mm-hmm. uh, then The Odd Couple, mm-hmm. then uh, Rollable, which is, like, a B-movie... Um, yep. Then a 1999 film called Go, which I'd never heard of before, but was really good. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think we spoke Jackie about Ch- this last podcast. Pun? Yeah, I Did might have done. All right, well, whatever. I'm saying it again. Um, <laughs> then finally, a um, I'll give him more detail this time as well. Then a Jackie Chan movie called uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, okay, and that was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. This scene, I I would just do Warcraft five times in a row. They're, unfortunately, we'll show. never get the Warcraft all-nighter because uh, there's only going to be one of them. <laughs> you could watch it all night. <laughs> you could you could put it into a, into like a um, into a video editing program and just turn the speed down to like eighty percent mm. or or twenty percent of the speed. Sure, and then it'll last all night. Yeah, if twenty percent um, of the speed, it will last all night. And then maybe you'd be able to understand what's going on. Go <laughs> check out the Warcraft podcast. Um, that's good. That sounds like a good couple of weeks. What have you been playing? Well, um, we we all know World of Warcraft Classic has come out. We do. We've been is, playing that that together. We, is that the one we want to talk about first? That's, yeah, I mean, um, I've also been playing Astral Chain. Tell me is... about Astral Chain first. So you you were really into you you were more anticipating this than I am, um, I am. than I was, and you'd actually you've actually preloaded it. You got it on your Switch. You could play it now, but for some reason you're not allowing yourself to. It's not some reason. I'm not letting myself play it until I finished Fire Emblem. All right. How far away because I know finishing Fire Emblem. 
I think I'm about 10 hours away from finishing Fire Emblem. Okay. Like, it feels like I'm wrapping it up a little bit. I've looked at what missions I have left just to sort of like know how long I've got to the end. And it feels like if, if I if I focus on the main mission, which I'm going to at this point, because I've pretty much maxed out everything else, then I've got about 10 hours to go. Mm. Okay. So I've probably finished that this week, I think. Mm. Um, but that Fire Emblem's going really well. There's not much more to say about it. Uh, the grown-up stuff, the, before, yeah. the future stuff is really good. Yeah, it's, well, it's still a very good game. I having no tell such, me about Astral Chain. No such control. Astral Chain is a platinum action game. If you've ever heard of something like Bayonetta, Neo Automata, uh, they do um, Automata or Automata? Automata. It's uh, Neo Automata. Oh, well, Neo Automata. Um, <laughs> Old Tomatoes. <laughs> I feel compelled to say it in a West Country accent. Near old tomorrows. Uh, anyway, uh, you. <laughs> so it's my favorite, one of my favorite game. games of all time. Yeah. So um, the plot is uh, essentially it's like in the future, uh, 20, 2059 or whatever, 20, 50 years okay. in the future, twenty sixty nine, something like that. And yeah, and the world is basically digital monsters have come through uh, to not save the digital world, but to actually okay. destroy your world. The world oh, right. that's, not, that's, that's good. Yeah, there's like another well, well, dimension. It's like a very it's like a very anime plot. So a Japanese game, and it's also very consciously like anime in its aesthetic and its plotting. Okay. So um, yeah, these like creatures come through the, the gates to uh, terrorize you, and um, you play um, a guy. You can name him. Uh, they they like default names for stuff like Rio and uh, Japanese names like that. I called my guy Fantastic. Shman. Okay, yep, good. Um, usual, your usual name and game. Shman and his twin sister Akira. Because you can play one or two set, one of two twins. Do you do you name the other twin as well? No. So Shman oh, and Akira. <laughs> so you've got these parents who are just like, okay, we've got yeah. our daughter Akira <laughs> and then our son uh, Shman. Shman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're a policeman, uh, ACAB, ACAB, but you're okay. a future policeman. Uh, and you're... Which is okay. Maybe police are good then. Uh, well, digital monsters also seem to be pretty bad, but maybe they're not. Maybe that's the twist. <laughs> um, but basically, you um, you're fighting these guys, and there's a special project that they managed to like capture slash enslave some of these digital monsters to fight on your side, and you keep okay. them in chain, literally in an astral chain. So that's good as hell. And maybe also so they they like it, but maybe not. <laughs> Is there okay? And maybe I, I, because... I mean I'm I'm anticipate maybe the game will like subvert my expectations, but I'm anticipating the obvious twist of like the monsters are people too. <laughs> Is so because it, I think it's the writer for Nier Automata mm. or director or something also works uh, it works on this game, so it's the same sort of like mm. guy doing it. Not I don't think it's the writer. Um, how? Is there any dark undertones to all of this? Or is, is there sort of like a, a, a sinister layer to it all? Because yeah. in your Automata, there was, uh, there, was, there was some very uneasy stuff going on. So yeah. that you just, you, it constantly left you like feeling quite unsure about what was happening. Well, obviously, like the boss of a secret project is sinister as fuck. He's like okay. obviously evil scientist. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you're, they're capturing these monsters, these beings, and they're putting them in literal chains. So I'm probably okay. anticipating like... Yeah, is, they're going to have something to say about that, I'm sure. Near Automata made me question life itself. Do okay. you reckon this game's going to do that? Uh, I don't know. I'm only on the third mission, so I can't okay. tell you. Um, how f- um, how many? How long, long have you played it for? I've played it um, probably a few hours in. I've heard the okay. game is like a cool 20 hours for one run through. Cool. Um, right. Obviously, you can run through it. I don't know if it's like Near Automata, where the plot like loops and loops 
and it's like okay better we'll, but we'll, like, we'll see but obviously there yes. are you can already like replay missions to like get more stuff to like make sure you get all the the uh the side missions and so on um it's good and also you're not just fighting uh you can do some investigation as well where you're like looking for clues to try and figure okay. out what happened like, uh, normally like a big yeah yeah they've got the batman vision for markham asylum okay right um yeah normally a big monster came down and that's the story <laughs> spoilers uh, but God. it looks really it looks great um i'm play. i played it handheld i haven't played it on a big screen yet it looks really good though and the soundtrack is really great i definitely that. that's been like the standout thing so far uh it's just very stylish um the combat feels good i would say um you've i've been playing it on casual difficulty you've got platinum classic you've got casual and also, you have the option to um, if God, you're on you casual, massive scrub playing yeah, on casual. Yeah, and if you have the op- and um, and if you're playing on casual, you actually have the option as well to um, to activate unchained mode, which is literally just it'll play the combat for you and you just enjoy the story. So if you okay, you, you can select the combat difficulty. Well, I'm just playing on regular casual, so I have to try, but not too hard. Um, I'm playing might, on classic platinum. Uh, yeah, I might go back um, and play the game again on classic. Uh, oh really? Later and and between every mission, you have the option to adjust the difficulty as well. So oh, if cool. you're finding casual too easy, you can just like up the difficulty or vice versa. And yeah, and that's you can replay good. all the missions um, on different difficulties as well. So is it a yeah. sort of game which you feel is going to encourage like replayability? Because usually with platinum games, mm. the first playthrough is like a tutorial. Yeah. And then the second playthrough is when you've got all your moves and you know what you're doing. Yeah, you can, maybe. Like, more so the um, obviously you control in combat yourself. And you've yeah. got your, um, they call them the Legion. The Legion is like the, the digital monster that you've chained to yourself and you can control. Yeah. Uh, you can just send the monster into combat. You can take, put it back to your to you or throw at the enemy and it will um, attack automatically and you can focus on your stuff. And also there's a lot you can do by moving monster around and by, uh, there's a lot of mechanics with the chain. So you want, if you like move a mo- your legion such that you can like wrap your chain around the enemy they'll get that's like pretty, stuck in place or you can like um catapult yourself with a chain and attack monsters along the way so i think at first you might be like oh this combat's a bit simple because for you you personally you just have a choice of weapon and then just pretty much one attack button but when you get the legion uh yeah there's a lot more to it it sounds good as hell yeah it's really good um, I'm, I'm sure on like Platinum Classic, you, a difficulty mode, there's much more impetus to like have to do a lot of combos and so on. So is is it going to be it, game of the year, Scott? Maybe I honestly, um, I've really enjoyed it, and I'm not even that into like action Platinum games like this. So I think you'll probably really love it. The English dub is that's, a bit a bit ropey, but that's give me kind of, give me like a, give sometimes. me a weird English dub line. Um, it's not so much like the line, like the writing lines. It's just that like. Um, there's a weird pause after each line uh, before it moves on to the next line. I think usually because animations are resolving that were made for the Japanese version. Right. Uh, and also, um, the game just like weirdly pauses. I'd recommend uh, be on the ball with that skip button to skip after the dialogue actually finishes and to keep it pacey like an English conversation. But I showed you um, on my Twitter, you can... Um, uh, I showed you. There's just um, a yeah, bit no, where no one um, else can see this. <laughs> no, well, um, we can post it up to the Nerd Annual Geek Twitter as well. Okay, good plan. Um, but um, it's like a dramatic moment where, like, a, a guy is giving the, um, the like uh, the older an older guy his gun. Like he's going to do like a standoff, uh, and the old guy's like, mm. and the young guy's like, eh. 
<laughs> that's like their, that's their like dramatic moment. That sounds good. That's what yeah. I would be like in a standoff. Yeah, like if good. I was giving you my weapon, I'd be like, huh? And you'd you'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and then exactly. that'd be it. I'd, I'd be people, very the stoic. audience would understand something about our character at that point. I'd probably be like, I don't want to die. <laughs> don't want to sacrifice <laughs> myself. And I'd I'd make you feel better by going, hmm. Mm, yes right. uh, but yeah I think probably for you it would be game of the year maybe for me as well it was really good it's it's tough because obviously action platformers are sort of my thing I love them mm. not just like they're not just my thing MMOs are also my thing I have a lot of things but action platforms are one of them but the moment and... I knew I really loved it is when you get back to the police station you've got like a little hub area in the police station that you can explore and you get back to it and then the soundtrack the sound the track for that the hub area kicks in and it's just really good but we've also had Devil May Cry 5 this year. Oh, well, I didn't play that one. so Which is also a fantastic action game. Oh, well, maybe I can now. Is it free on like Xbox Pass or something? Maybe I'll go back and play it's it now. Out on, uh, it's out on console free on Xbox uh, ah, Game okay. Pass. But well, it's also whatever. out on PC normally. You can get it on Steam and it's very, very good. Okay, but I'm probably not going to have time to play it this yeah, year. You're probably not going to have time to play it this year, no. <laughs> At this point, I'd be like, no, it came out a really good time, like March yeah. time, I think. But it's um, that's a stylish game. I'm looking forward to playing this as well. Two really good action games in one year. That's that's pretty that's pretty mm. good going. World it reminds me that I never gave I own Hyrule oh. Warriors, but I never sort of uh, played it. That's in depth. a very different I, game. I should yeah, I know, but I should go back and play that. Eventually, yeah. Eventually. But you can't when we're playing World of Warcraft. No, true, because that's the other thing we've been playing. Is Wild is... Classic came out and it's the answer to all our hopes and prayers. You know what? I was going into this, I was excited, but also sort of like, you know what, it might be shit. Yeah. I, what, if, I, what, if, what if we get into it, it's actually kind of bad. Like, I had the sense excitement. of like, it might just be like a nostalgia trip and I'll realise it's not very fun, but it's really fun. It's really fun. It's really good. Like I've, I've, I've missed an MMO where I feel like I'm part of an adventure. You yeah. know, I, I, I love Final Fantasy XIV and I love Shadowbringers and Shadowbringers does some really good stuff with its storyline and everything like that. But it doesn't feel as much of like a warrior or whatever out on an adventure like this game does. Mm. Like so, I feel like I'm just a small part of this gigantic mm-hmm. world, whereas Final Fantasy feels like a single-player massive JRPG where other people in it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very um, different. It's kind of amazing to me just how much of that core gameplay loop is still fun. Yeah, like they really diluted it since. Yeah, they really hit on something there. Now, obviously, um, while classic, you kind of already know if you like it. Like it's it's classic. It's not gonna like win you over if you didn't like it the first time. But what about people who didn't play it the first time? Because World of Warcraft Mm. has changed a lot since it first released. If you've only played like later, well, um, I say give it a shot. Honestly. What are some of fa- so? What, tell me some of your favorite things in it so far. Like what? What have you enjoyed about? Right, back so to I really like uh, feeling like challenged. Obviously, we've okay. kind of been you, the the curve is pretty good, and I think because we've been grouping a lot, we're maybe just under that curve where you feel like you're only just good enough for like each quest that comes along, and you yeah. really have to scrap to uh, to get into a position where you can meet the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also like so feeling threatened in an MMO is like a good one. I like meeting, um, actually having to group. So that game is designed with the idea that you'll group up to do tasks. And obviously, yeah, you and I tell you to either you work yeah. it out yourself. You and I play together. We have characters that we're only playing together, uh, but also we've met other people. We've grouped up with them. Uh, just encountering like strangers like that and having a good time with them is a good thing. 
Um, yeah. That's something I really missed uh, from Modern WoW, where it's designed pretty much since, and I say modern, it's been designed since Lich King, more or less, to just allow you to solo most of that content. Absolutely. So it was really nice to actually have to, have to find people. Um, and just feeling like... Again, Modern WoW, especially when they restructured it with Cataclysm, is so intent on making you feel like you're the, lo- the centre of the story. I, I was reading some of the wiki stuff. Apparently, in like one of the later expansions, like you get the Doomhammer or something. Yeah, That's- so in, um, in Legion, you get a legendary weapon based on your class. So if you're the Paladin, mm. you get the Ashbringer is one of your weapons. Um, you can get the Doomhammer as well. Uh uh, Thrall, I think Thrall's weapons do hammer. I don't know. Yeah. But you can but basically, stuff, all of the legendary weapons. But stuff you get. like that is so stupid in a game like that. Like Thrall, like one of the major characters in the like the story of the game, uh, gives you like his legendary weapon. But obviously, you know, as a player, he's giving that to everyone else as well. So it doesn't yeah. feel special when you walk around and everyone else has got the Doomhammer. Not um, only do you get that weapon, but you're so, also made the you you're put in charge of your class. So you're yeah, the leader but, of that class. But for that all the good, but obviously. That's a real disconnect in the story and the gameplay because yeah. obviously that has no bearing on the actual world. Whereas in like something like WoW Classic, you're an adventurer, you're doing, especially in the low levels, you're, people treat you like you're their dog's body, basically, but you're running around yeah. fetching things for them. And, you know, it feels like you're a small part of the world. It feels, there's like um, you know, a measure of believability that like these are the tasks that might be happening in this situation. Um, of, and also just a sense of like, you know, it doesn't matter so much that everyone else is doing it as well, just because you feel like you're helping, you're uncovering a story, but you're not like the determiner of it. Absolutely, you're you're just part of it, really. Ultimately, yeah. you're you're a foot soldier in this in this this world of like yeah. heroes and stuff, and it's it's really cool to not like we're 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 like fifteen twenty hours in at this point. I looked at our play mm. time, and it doesn't it doesn't feel that way on our characters. It, like it feels like we played played a lot, but also like we're only just touching the surface of it. Yeah. But in this um, time, we haven't like run into some great heroic person. We haven't found like at no point have we found like our purpose for playing this game yet. Like we just no, we're just doing tasks for people and, and going from and, place to and place. And if you think of something like Lich King, I felt like um where WoW really went off the rails was probably Cataclysm in terms of like trying to make you feel like super special. There's Lich yeah. King. I felt like really nailed uh, the idea that like. Uh, we're going to tackle Arthas and you're a soldier in this. Like, come yeah. along. Whereas, um, yeah, trying to be like, you are the hero and you're like the top warrior is a bit... Uh, yeah, in Cataclysm, the levelling the leveling process has you like taking, like doing things with these big heroic characters. Like, oh, there you are. Come help me do this. Like, with Malfurion Storm Rage, yeah. you're stopping a tornado at like level 10. It's just yeah, like, not, yeah, not only heck? that, they restructured the, base, the basic game so that... You know, obviously they redid all that content and yeah. the game is just so desperate to make you feel like special. I think I might have said this before, but we played some Cataclysm years ago, but it was like a level 15 quest and the conclusion of it had us fighting a dragon in a tornado. And it's yeah. like, I'm only level 15. I'm I'm starting out still and you're having me, like you're so desperate to make me feel interested in this. Like and you're you throwing all it. this stuff. Huh? Pardon? You bounced off of it because of it. Yeah, I bounced off. And and the thing is, like, where do you go? For, if at level 15, and it's like, at the time, there's like 100 levels or whatever, 90 levels. If at level 15, I'm fighting a dragon in a tornado, where's where's there to go? No, like, exactly. how, how are you going to escalate this? Whereas, obviously, level 50, we're just level 15 now in WoW Classic. We're, you know, fetching people's necklaces from rivers and uh, trying to find... Um, 
scout out Defiah's Brotherhood criminal hideouts. We delivered a guard his lunch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sense <laughs> it's... of and you know some of the stuff like making it feel more like big and epic at the later levels. Sure, like that's that's what kind of a late game is for. But in the early game, especially, you want to feel like you're building up to something. You want a sense of like how far we've come. Absolutely. Uh, and the, so you go ahead. It's really good at actually making you feel special when you do these extra things within the game. Like if I if I run past another player at this level, we can't have like we can't get shoulder pads, we can't get helmets, we don't have like a very long cape, and yet you long run past a player who has these things, and suddenly like you're like, oh wow, that person seems powerful, even if they're, if they're only like level thirty. There's a there's a clear disconnect in level mm. there, in sort of like power dynamic between you both, yeah. where you can sort of look up to these higher level players, especially those who've played more than you, and yet. Like you don't get that in other games where you're immediately meant to make yourself feel like the special one, you know. Mm. And, and here, um, because because it's like they've re- they've removed or not removed, but they've gone back to where you couldn't just fly across the world very quickly. Yeah, exactly. You know? Everything uh, feels so much bigger, mm. and getting from place to place feels like an actual like yeah. adventure to get. Like, the journeying people, people to do forget it. like how good it was when you got your mount at like level forty. But for the first yeah. forty level two thirds, and actually probably um, yeah two thirds of the game, you are on foot and that's what you have if you're a druid you get a travel form yeah but that's uh, only 30% faster I think yeah so and also I'm I'm really enjoying the slower pace of the leveling around lich king time they uh, they greatly increased the speed that you leveled at the in the basic game of 1 to 60 and um, due to that uh, you basically found yourself skipping over most of the content really yeah um, and especially the environments you realize just how much these environments are built uh, for that pace of leveling because this way you like you you discover things you walk in there are like environmental details and whole like buildings and areas which don't have any quest purpose they're just like lore their story yeah. there. And, um, it's, and it's nice to see that and actually get invested in that I think yeah. I think because they no longer have the um, so mini map, no longer has quest markers on it. So you don't just see, you don't just pick up a quest and mm. you immediately know where to go. You have yeah. to read the quest text and figure out where you're going. Yeah. So I had one quest exactly. which was like, oh, travel south of Oberdeen yeah. and um, it's just off the eastern road a little ways down. Like, yeah, you, it's that, not that specific was a enough. Of your base game, yeah. But you're, look, you're looking out for these things. Mm. So you think, okay, go south and look around, yeah. find, try and find some ruins. And then you spot it, and you're like, okay, I'm here. And you're figuring it out. And so it, it encourages you mm. to actually get involved with the lore yeah. that you're, it's, you're this reading. Se- this sense of getting to know the environments. And I think people forget as well. If For fans of Warcraft at the time, it was really a case of like, this is the Warcraft universe and you can walk around in it. Yeah. And I almost feel like I'm kind of rediscovering that sense of wonder. Of there is a sense of wonder to these it. environments. These all these environments made up so you can walk around it as uh, like an individual person. These are places that we've we've already played this game before. You know, we've we've mm. we've been in this world before. I've played a lot of World of Warcraft over the years, and yet I'm still feeling a sense of wonder now mm. that I haven't felt from the game in a very long yeah, time. Yeah, it's a different way of designing the game. Just you, you have to get to know the environments. You have to walk over things. You're encouraged to really explore everywhere. Uh, for for interesting bonus quests, just in the modern the way the modern leveling scale is done, you breeze past these areas so quickly. You know, it doesn't yeah. really feel like you were there. And yeah, it's um, it's it's it what forces- I wanted, and it, it is fundamentally a good game. Yeah, like you see why it was so successful all those years ago. 
it really holds up. Like that whole attitude mm. they had before releasing it of you think you want it, but you don't. I feel like the Blizzard developers have lost sight of what it actually felt they, like they, at the time to play yeah, this game. Yeah, they forgot. Like people like this style of game. People like a slower, like few less conveniences. But I think they've got this idea that like people just come to WoW for like a quick, like they want like instant gratification. Yeah. But there's something to be said for a... A style of game that just it makes you work for it. It's a bit slower, a bit more considered, but it feels rewarding when actually successfully like completed. We we've, yeah. we we've fought like the same thing for an hour trying to get the reward from a quest. <laughs> Those drop race, yeah. And at no point was I like, oh, I'm bored. I'm sick of this now. You mm. know, this is too repetitive because mm. it was there was like there was like moments where we had, where there was like a group of them. We were thinking about which ones we wanted to pick mm. off first because we pulled all of them. We were going to die. So yeah. it was like these little moments of us discussing together. But how to face what we're coming up against really made the difference with it, as opposed to just running in, aggroing everything and just breezing through, you know? Yeah, and it gives you time to get to know your abilities as well much better. And speaking of, like, getting to know the world before, I feel like I know my way around this world, like, pretty well now that we've been playing mm. it a bit. You know, it forces you to... I don't have to look at the map to figure out where to go, because I'm, I'm in this yeah. world for, like, a uh, this area for a long period of time, where you can work out where, like what's next or mm. what where you need to go. So, oh, we need yeah. to go back to where we just came from. What's the quickest way to get there? Okay, let's fly to Stormwind mm. and then walk there from Stormwind. Yeah. A lot of the game has been relocated. In the modern game, a lot of the game is relocated on that map screen and the mini-map. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's been, the game is located in Wild Classic, mostly in the main bit, in the game. Yeah, you don't have to just stare at a minimap for the entire time. And in fact, I'm going to be doing a Nerd Under Geek video about minimaps and how they've come, like where they've yeah. changed in games. Yeah. Uh, look for that in about a month's time, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, well, it, it's just good. It's just the game I remember, and it's as good as I remember. Because it is just it a fundamentally is. fun... Uh, if you like that sort of gameplay loop, it's fundamentally fun. And it, yeah, it's, it's just enjoyable. And it's done well for them. I mean, they, it's been more successful than they anticipated, considering yeah. like they've had to increase the servers by like 600%. Mm. Like, it started off with five servers on yeah, each of the English realms. And now there's like 20 servers or something. It's it's yeah. crazy. I'll be interested um, to see how it does long term. Um, yeah, how they've many had to increase the it. server sizes. Their stock has gone up six percent overnight. Mm. It's been an it's been an incredible success that Blizzard hasn't actually seen in years. Mm. Other than like other, since like Overwatch, yeah. I think this was the last big success like this for them. Yeah. Where so something be, just sort of like I'll be interested to see how it progresses. Me too, and I'm I'm really looking forward to playing some more of it. Um, we have two characters each. Uh, one that we play solely together, and one that we play on our own. Um, I might we're do also a, a role, as well. on a role-playing realm. Yeah. How have you found the role-playing side of things? Yeah, it's been fun. I we both commented that it has like a really nice community on that server. It does, and it actually, we, like... we we made a guild, didn't we? Tell them about our yeah. guild. If you're playing WoW Classic and you want to join our guild, and you're on the Zandalar so, tribe server, come uh, and join Knight, Knights All of Glory. Knights N A O G Knights All of Glory. N I G H T S is the how you spell knights. Um, yes. Someone commented that it sounded like we'd, we'd misspelled or something, but <laughs> knights, all of glory, that's how it's meant to be. You know, all yeah, of the knights are full of glory is what we're it's saying, good. essentially. Um, yeah, so we've, come, got a nice, we've, we've got a nice little community we, going with that guild. Communi- and mostly people we didn't know before, but we've kind of yeah. accumulated quite a nice uh, core community of players. It's, oh. isn't, it, isn't it fun, like that sense of uh, in MMO? When you just get some random people together and they just get along a bit. It's so and good. So, and suddenly, like, it was amazing to see in real time because I was obviously, we were playing at launch 
just to see in like real time over the course of a few hours, just people who'd never known each other before are suddenly like just conversing naturally, and you've yeah. created instantly like a little bond. Yeah, and it was it was it was amazing to see, and something I've not really seen in MMO in a long time. Yeah, in a long I, have, time. I have my guild mates in front mm. of fancy and stuff, but here I, I don't. It just seems to feel a bit more. Yeah, everyone was. Um, everyone is involved in this one I think thing. the role playing server kind of helps that, but that was the dynamic the game fosters. And the game fosters yeah. at the time, and and it's doing so again now. I mean, you're still getting some shitheads and stuff reporting people with names like Dude Brother <laughs> and things. You know, people names <laughs> on an RP belong, server. On an RP server, um, but I'm enjoying like jumping in and like speaking in character when I'm coming across other people and like I refer to people by their race rather than like their names usually because in character because I your your know character's a racist. Also, my my character's a racist. No, but in character, I wouldn't necessarily know their name. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. you there, dwarf, could you help us with this? Or, War- hello, warlock, um, thanks for your help. I don't approve of your methods, but uh, you get results. I think it's one that I spoke to someone before, and he said, I'll take that as a compliment. And it was just like a cool like little back and forth that we had going. It was it was nice, and people seemed to actually really willingly get involved with the role-playing. Um, I can't say enough good things about World of Warcraft Classic. For a game that's 15 years old, it feels... As fresh as ever. People like those fancy games. Like the more, a lot of modern big budget games, they um, you know, they they want to. They think you'll get bored if they like don't yeah. uh, put a bunch of flashing lights in front of you. But people like those old styles of games that make you yeah. uh, work for it a bit more. They're a bit more slow paced. I tell you what, I find myself looking at my phone less and less while playing this game than I do with other games, which are meant to be like more interesting. Isn't yeah. that weird? It draws my attention so much more than other games do. Yeah, it's just a nice, it's a fundamentally like pleasant world to be in. Uh, is there any quality of life stuff that you would keep in it, or would you, you would put back <laughs> into it? Because um, I'm actually quite enjoying not having. I've not got any add-ons or anything on it. Yeah, no quality of life stuff at all. But is there anything you think it could do with maybe just having? Oh, what, something what was of? good to have in it? Um, they've kept so they've kept some things. Um, it's not entirely classic, but they do have. Uh, you can whisper to people on other servers. On other Only realms. if you're Battle.net friends with them, though. Yes. So they've kept the, the Battle.net functionality is being put into the game. Yeah. Uh, so you can do uh, do that. Um, uh, what quality of life things? I'm not sure, really. I think it's mostly pretty good. There's nothing in there, I think. I, I mean, maybe some way to organise my bags a bit easier, but uh, that's about it. But yes. then I also don't mind moving that all around myself. Uh, stuff like um, when you die and if you're set to like find herbs or like or whatever, um, it would be good if that's to stay oh, yeah. consistent. Um, yeah. Pet aggro, someone mentioned. <laughs> What's wrong with the pet aggro? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that should be... I'm, I was never played a hunter. Uh, stuff like, I know uh, if you like... Um, your if you want to summon another minion as a warlock, uh, in this one you have to manually de-summon your minion. Okay, or right. So like or or like the it, there's like something around it, like yeah, your or your minion will automatically de-summon uh, as you start casting the spell, rather than right, at the okay. end. Right, I get you. Uh, yeah, I can see those little changes, but ultimately I think there's not a lot that I would want to mm. change at all. It's in a really good place, and mm. I'm. Very interested in what they do next. And there are they... so there are so few extraneous systems. Like over time, over the years, Warcraft has picked up like so many lots so much crud. Like there's like a Pokemon esque <laughs> mini game. There's some like... people like that. I, I yeah. don't pati- particularly like, like it, it, but fine. some people are really but, into it. But I like in that original design. There's just so few extraneous systems. Um, you obviously you have like different professions and stuff, but it's all built around the core like questing mechanic. 
yeah there's absolutely. not much to distract you so much from the from actually playing the game yeah i get you but there aren't any sub games yeah, and sometimes that can be good. Like I was like a card go game to the in a game. Unless you go to Forest. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. ERP. Where do you think they go next with this? Yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because you'd think um, logically, people are going to play for requesting, and they'll get to level sixty. And there's le- there's obviously end game content, but obviously the first time around, they were bringing out new patches with new like raids and so on, and eventually expansions, which kept people interested. Because traditionally in an MMO, you want to um, keep that end game, the hardcore crowd, uh, going because they're yeah. also going to spend a lot of money on your game, keep the subscriber fees coming. Um, are they going to do that? Would it? I mean, I think it'll mostly be a financial incentive, won't it? Yeah. Because you think you think there's. They have too much money to gain by, um, you know, making the end game more interesting. Yeah, because they're going to want, considering how successful it's been, they're going to want that keep, to keep going. Like, yeah, it's, they, it's but, funny because all you need right now to play this game is a World of Warcraft subscription. You don't, yeah. you don't have to buy anything else, just have a subscription. So that's like, yeah. now that it's out, that's just extra free money for them, you know? Yeah, if they, so, if they yeah. can keep people paying, but obviously they have to develop something for that. Yeah, if you develop so, new things, it takes away from classic. If you release Burning Crusade, it takes away from classic again. Yeah. So, are they going to, for example, uh, include some of the classic uh, extra rays that they added before Burning Crusade? Maybe. I think, so. um, I think they are. They probably. I know that they're planning to add in PvP battlegrounds. Yep. At some Which point, is that fine. was. That was an addition. Yeah, it's a real funny line, isn't it? Because then you might think, oh, well, in a year from now, it might be quite fun to get Burning Crusade and play that. Because I never played Burning Crusade when it launched. Uh, that might be quite fun. But then you think, okay, well, then do you do Lich King the year after? And then eventually you're just having to do Classic again. And then you you're know. exactly, you just, come, you just come back around to it being exactly so, the same as it was before. Yeah, I mean, I think the main things that people want to keep is this scale of levelling. So they don't want to be... Let the increase in leveling speed that was introduced in Lich King. Um, so hmm. and they don't. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know. Do they it's, do a an old school RuneScape type thing where they start building new content based on the sort of like? Um, yeah, that might. Like, so that's the other thing. Is may, wouldn't it be interesting if they brought out a patch with like new content that hadn't been done before and was yeah. just based on like the the feeling of World of Warcraft Classic? Like they kept the same sort of style and progressed from there. Oh, Blizzard capable of being doing of doing maybe that not. Anymore. I mean, they were capable of doing this to pretty much do it exactly as it was yeah. before after years and years of resistance. Yeah, so that's something I could see them doing, especially considering mm. how successful it's been. But I don't know how well they do that. Yeah, so it'd be um, interesting um, to do. Obviously, it's a quite a small minority of players that um, will get to level sixty and then do all the end game content. Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be good. Uh, I suppose hopefully. we'll see, won't we? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure because um, obviously there's much, a lot of different paths to level up along, along if you want to really do all the story content. What will we do? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I plan on keep playing for the long term for yeah. now, I think. I'm enjoying uh, my guild and everything. I don't think I yeah. want to necessarily leave those anytime yeah. soon. But yeah, we'll, we'll see um, how the popularity goes if people... Obviously, you'll have some people who are going on for a little nostalgia fix and will, yeah. or uh, given that all you need, again, is a uh, regular subscription people who are playing the modern game will be going on to have a look and then logging off but yeah it'll be interesting to see how it progresses it has also only been a week so far while we're at it Sony Sony Online <laughs> does SEO the SOE 
exists anymore. Semi online entertainment. I mean, EverQuest is still a thing. EverQuest Two is still a thing. They did those, right? Yeah, got re-released Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. <laughs> that was really there's good no, as well. I really, don't there's, they, there's zero ch- zero chance that will ever happen. They definitely Dis- don't have the rights. Disney to that would never let it. No, of course not. They don't have the rights. It's all EA and Bethesda have the yeah. rights to the to the Star Wars uh, games. Absolutely at the zero chance. Uh, that's too bad. I know that there's a the private server for City of Heroes is now released, so mm. you can you can replay okay. that again now. Well, will this kick off a um a resurgence in the MMO genre? Because obviously we had in the late 2000s, after WoW got big, yeah. a uh, a big MMO gold rush that ended in mostly dead games and WoW yeah. still being popular. Will this spark any kind of resurgence? Maybe, probably not. Like because I think because I think back at the end of the 2000s. All other games that tried to be the next WoW failed. So they all failed. what's going to change now? The, the games industry never learns, Cal. Uh, you're forgetting how um, we've seen all these live service games like Anthem and Fallout 76 yeah. try and copy Destiny. So, yeah. um, But then again, that's kind of the new MMO gold rush, hasn't it been? Um, has been these games trying to be successful like Destiny. I mean, failing. we got we got Final Fantasy XI, we got Final Fantasy XIV. I think XI released at the same time as World of Warcraft. Uh, but Final Fantasy XIV obviously is very much inspired by World of Warcraft as well. I'm happy with those. Um, I just I would like to see this sort of encourage um, a similar. Give me another City of Heroes, you know. Give me another game that's of the MMO styling like this, but in a different category. Yeah, I don't think it will happen though, mainly no, because. Not. Uh, these big budget developers don't have it in them now to make a big game like this that's not a microtransaction mess. No, of course uh, not. And, and indie developers don't have a budget to make an MMO. So um, unfortunately, probably won't happen. But we got WoW Classic, which is good. And we'll play that for a while now. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on board. Shall we go on to the news? News, yes. It's the news. Oh, so to start with, we have to issue a Nerd and or Geek <laughs> retraction. The first it's our first retraction. one! Our first retraction. Uh, so last podcast, we talked about a game called Ion Fury. Now, neither of uh, us have played it, but we both said it looked good. Which, to be fair, it did. But we can, under no circumstances, recommend you buy it now. Don't buy this game. Uh, because so it turns the- out the developers are right. Uh, can I swear on this podcast still? Yeah, you know, you're not turns the podcast, out they're right, not best, aren't they? They're, they're not, not they're right, dickheads. They're pricks. They're shits. They're fucking knobs. I hate them. Um, the Iron Fury... There's two stories to go through with this. Uh, first one is the Iron Fury studio apologises for sexist and transphobic comments by staff and promises to patch out the homophobic language found in the game. Ah! The so, developer of, this is from Eurogamer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the developer of recent released old-school first-person shooter Iron Fury has apologised after some of its staff were found to have made sexist and transphobic comments online and homophobic language was discovered in the game itself. Voidpoint came under fire over the weekend after Reset's era user 25,000 brought to light sex and transphobic comments. Um, and then also in the game they found uh, homophobic language was used in the in the game itself. Uh, they found a room in the game accessed using a no-clip cheat that displayed the word... Uh, I'm going to say the words here, okay? So if you don't want to hear any gay language, skip uh, some, some homophobic language. You mean homophobic forward. language? Homophobic language. Gay language is fine. If you don't want to hear homophobic language, uh, skip forward a minute or so. Um, a room that displayed the word fag bag. And in the other easily accessible rooms are what looked like hand soap bottles with the homophobic slur OGAY written on them. 
which is just like I've never heard of that one before. I also haven't heard of that one, but apparently it's, it's pretty bad in the mm. in the in the gay community. Um, so these are soap bottles just with that word on them. Mm. Like that's the joke. It's just they, they've just got mm-hmm. a homophobic slur in there. Uh, so they promised after that that they would. Um, and they've been making comments, some pretty bad comments on their official Discord. The developers of yeah. the game on their yeah. official Discord have been making some pretty, uh, pretty terrible comments. They've been suggesting um, that some, they've been suggesting that trans people are mentally ill, which obviously is a really awful f- thing to say. Yeah, it's uh, not true. They've been, uh, yeah, not true. Definitely not true. And also just a general, a very ignorant thing. And and in terms of other, um, they've been talking about uh, SJWs, which you'd think uh, anyone who uses that term non-ironically today um, is... Just uh, fuck off. Not yeah. only behind, but not only is still living in 2015, but also, yeah, is a bit of a dickhead. Um, Eurogamer contacted publisher 3D Realms boss Mike Nielsen for comments. Nielsen said that moving forward, all of 3D Realms contracts will include terms which will allow us to sever relationships if a contractor does not abide by our zero-tolerance policy for hate speech. Zero-tolerance presumably relating to if they hear you doing it before they make a game, then it's not allowed. If they hear you making it after they've released a game, Mm. we'll keep that game out there, I guess. I don't know what zero-tolerance actually means in this capacity when they clearly are tolerant in some way for it. Mm. But here's the statement in full. Um, it's come to our attention that Void Point, the developers of Iron Fury, have been accused of making transphobic and misogynistic statements. Under current leadership, 3D Realms has taken pride in empowering marginalised groups, as evidenced by our strong female protagonist, Shelley Bombshell Harrison, and the makeup of our team. Moving mm-hmm. forward, all of 3D Realms' contracts will include terms which allow us to sever relationships if a contractor does not abide by our zero-tolerance policy for hate speech. Uh, and then Eurogamer also contacted Void Point's co-founders, Yvonne Ramos and Richard Gobiel, for comments, they responded with a statement of their own, apologising for the comments and also for the homophobic language in Iron Fury. They also vowed to add mandatory sensitivity training for all employees and contractors and said it will donate $10,000 from Iron Fury's release day proceeds to the Trevor Project, an American non-profit focused on suicide prevention efforts in the LGBTQ community. Finally, the developer said it will patch out any unacceptable language in the game. All well and good? Well, I'd say that's, that's a decent enough response. What if it didn't end there? Yeah. What if? (laughs) So they've since come out and said they're going to keep the controversial in-game content after all. The the, Uh, the controversial content, which is just some homophobic slurs. Yes, it's it's controversial, Scott. (laughs) It has caused controversy for them. The developer and publisher of Iron Fury have walked back... This is from Games Industry have walked back a decision made last week to remove homophobic content from their game. In a joint statement posted to the Steam Community Forum, developer Voidpoint and publisher 3D Realms, you know, the one that had a zero tolerance for this sort of stuff, said the following. We've caused a recent controversy suggesting that Iron Fury game content was to be censored. We will absolutely not be censoring Iron Fury or any of of our other games now or in the future including but not limited to by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial facial wash. We do not support censorship in creative works of any kind and regret our initial decision to alter a sprite in the game instead of trusting our instincts. Mm-hmm. 3D Realms it, and Voidpoint stand together on this matter. It's censorship if you remove your homophobic slurs from your game. It's censorship, Cal. Like, That's censorship. artistic expression. 
That's, to say that. That's look, vital. Artists should be able to do whatever they want. You if, know, you, if you if you censor the brave voices uh, that have that put um, a homophobic slur on a sprite in the game, just that, that's what bad. The you fuck? know. Last but not least, please respect our need to keep our community forums clean from hateful messages, spam, yeah. or off-topic threats. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, so what, what the happened fuck? is, what happened is, the usual uh, shithead reactionary uh, crowd uh, got on top of this and sent 3D Realms a bunch of messages, and they got and 3D Realms gave in basically. They yeah. said, "Well, you know, we don't actually, we don't really believe in um, in the tolerance and the quality that much. Um, we'll just leave the slurs in the game." Because just, apparently they do have a tolerance policy toward hate speech. Uh, they, they're tolerating it now. Yeah, and, of course they are. Yeah, there they are. And so they apparently don't really believe in it. Which, you know, they're a corporation. I don't expect them to have any morals or scruples or really be worthwhile in any sense. Uh, but thanks but for confirming holy it. shit. Imagine walking it back that quickly. Mm. So yeah. I'm I releasing can't, a joint uh, statement. I cannot recommend anyone buy or promote Iron Fury in any way. Imagine making a message saying, we're going to leave this hate speech in our game. We're going to leave mm-hmm. these hateful messages in our game. But please, on our forums, yeah. please don't post hateful messages. What's which wrong them, with you? Which is them tacitly acknowledging, um, well, not even tacitly, really, just outright acknowledging the kind of people who are, who are upset about this is um, people who spread hate speech, who say hateful things, who believe hateful things. Uh, and... Of it, evidently, 3D Realms and Iron, and well, I'm sure I know the developers. We both know the developers of Iron Fury. At least um, people in in positions of influence believe these things, and they don't see the problem here. And um, are hateful people. I've got no problem saying that. Of course, on not. this podcast. Um, but 3D Realms evidently just doesn't give a shit. They they, they think they can have their cake and eat it. They can please the, uh, the reactionary crowd by keeping this in their games, but they think they can also tell them, like, oh, don't, uh, don't um, you know, spread hateful things. Uh, you know, Mr. Hitler, we're going to make you Chancellor, but we'd like it if your brown shirts just didn't make such a ruckus in the street. <laughs> God. And that's I not just... a joke, because these people are actual Nazis. Of course they are. It's ridiculous. This is, in, I mean, this is, this has been a weird year for games. This it's, been it's a, a weird time we live in, isn't it? It's such a weird time. It's awful. It, I, all I can do is laugh at this point because it makes me so angry to see this. Um, like this is just this incredibly is hypocritical a, and backwards. Yeah, it's ultimately like a minor step the grand scheme of things, but that doesn't take away the fact that it's a real shitty thing or a part of 3D Realms as a publisher. Uh, their responsibility to. Um, ensure kind of the, the quality not the quality the straight out quality and the um the accessibility of their games you know it's just sad it's just such a very very video game story and when you see stuff like this it makes the whole medium look bad it, it really, really does. does it really uh, really does so it's just iron fury everyone employed at that company should be ashamed of themselves uh and yeah just Fuck off, basically. Absolutely fuck off. Apparently, since that statement, they have actually removed the soap bottle from the game. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like, fucking, you don't make a statement like that. And then also, then that you, it's just, pick a, make a choice, you know? You can't, ple- you, what they're trying to do here is please everyone, you know? Okay, um, we don't believe in censorship, but don't worry, uh, gay people, we are going to remove that from yeah, the game. But, but, but guess don't what? worry, please, you, you we can't... We, you, 
you can't please both homophobes and the LGBT people. Of course, you can't not. do both. It's not possible. It's fucking awful. They're still going to donate to the Trevor Project as promised. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like I would just turn around and give them their money back at this point. Mm-hmm. I know the, the Trevor Project obviously needs money and uh, needs mm. its donations, but f- holy shit! Also, instantly, ten thousand dollars is a pathetic amount. Come on, three D realms. Of course it is. <laughs> How much do you earn from that game? Ten thousand is pathetic. Who would have thought that 3D Realms, the makers of Duke Dukem, would be assholes? Mm-hmm. Let's go to another story. And this is Duke Nukem at least this. had the excuse, and it wasn't okay back then, but it was made in like 1995, when yeah. there were different standards for what was acceptable to put in a game. What about Duke Nukem Forever, which was released in 2013, yeah. and opened yeah, with receiving was, a blowjob <laughs> from twins? Uh, yeah, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the twins then sort of caress each other a little bit. It's weird. It's bad. Bad game. Duke Nukem is a is a character which should stay in the nineties or shouldn't have even existed in yeah, the first should, place. Yeah, but you know, keep him in the past. Absolutely. Uh, do you know the the guy who did the voice for Duke Nukem now does weddings in in character oh. as Duke Nukem? Okay, sure. <laughs> he Why can also not? do. He also did the voice of Big the Cat. In the Sonic Adventure games, and he'll oh. do that voice as well if you want him to. Imagine <laughs> oh, having Big the, cat by Big the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> I want Big the Cat to be to be the priest at the wedding. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> okay, Froggy. <laughs> Rings, where are you? <laughs> um, how do you feel about being listened to in your home, Scott? Um, I know we're recording a podcast to be listened to in our home, but how do you feel about being listened to in your home against you? Uh, all right. I do get off on it, but, <laughs> um, but only if I know it's happening. Okay. You've got to tell me first. Well, Microsoft contractors listened to Xbox owners in their homes. This uh, is what you... everyone thought would happen with the fucking Connect. I know like, they did. This is everyone. Connect, everyone for, to for like a decade, people have been like, "This will spy on me in my home." And Microsoft were like, "Oh no, no! It's... <laughs> what are you talking about?" And then obviously it has. So multiple yeah, we contractors all knew working happen. for Microsoft explain how they listen to audio captured by Xbox consoles. Uh, this is from Vice. Contractors working for Microsoft have listened to audio of Xbox users speaking in their homes in order to improve the console's voice command features. Motherboard has learned. The audio was supposed to be captured following a voice command like Xbox or Hey Cortana, but contractors said that recordings were sometimes triggered and recorded by mistake and then sent to Microsoft. Uh, so, <laughs> this also happened with uh, some Skype calls <laughs> as well as audio recorded by Cortana, Microsoft's Siri like virtual assistant. Yeah, I-, I think the I- Skype calls here one is the worst bit, but, but it's all pretty bad. I don't get who would... Have, these people have, like, Alexa and Google Assistant or whatever in their homes. I don't get it. Like, they're listening, they're spying on you. They will do it. People think they won't. I don't know why. I don't know why you'd trust these people, these I mean, corporations I, at all. I have an but Alexa definitely in my kitchen. Do and it. But the thing is, all of us also have mobile phones in our pockets, which are also listening all the time as well. Like, that's just a known thing, that your mobile phone will be listening to you to, in order to get, like, ad data and stuff. That's why ads appear on your phone when you've been talking about things. It doesn't make it much better, because but at least at that point, it's an AI algorithm that's listening to you rather than actual people. I don't know if that's much better. How do you feel about that? Well, it's, I'm glad I have an Xbox. I've <laughs> m- Mr. Microsoft, who um, 
Yeah, forcibly bundled the Connect. How how often did uh, Microsoft be like the Connect's the future? That's why it's being bundled with every Xbox One because yeah. it's going to be big. And then no, it's not going to be big. The only uses are spying on people. No one uses the Connect anymore. Of course not. I mean, I get needing to improve the voice recognition software so that you can make the Connect better. But there's got to be another way like this. Surely you can have some guy in your office talk to a connect to get mm. to get better uh, like, honestly honestly i think the connect is more pathetic than playstation move because at least sony like dropped the playstation move real quick when it started bombing they whereas brought it microsoft, back for the vr system uh as microsoft stuck really stuck with the connect they really tried to make it a thing across two consoles and it was never going to be a thing no oh just absolutely awful but yeah good job microsoft um <laughs> God, I well, well done. Uh, <laughs> anything else to say on that one? Uh, no, it's fine. Okay. Apart yeah. from I love Microsoft, Bill Gates. <laughs> my Xbox has just turned on. To yeah, turn don't to don't send don't send the SWAT team to my house. <laughs> bees. Scott, tell me what you bees? know about bees. Beads. Be- bees. Beads. Yeah, bees, buzz, buzz. I've got some beads right here. Okay. <laughs> Rest of development came out in 2003. <laughs> uh, tell me what you know about bees. Uh, bees, they're essential for the environment and they're yep. dying at an alarming rate. We really okay. have to start, um, you know, cultivating more beehives to yep. really save the planet Earth, amongst other things. It's really quite scary. Okay, well, what if, instead of being able to see them in a the real world... Because uh, they're all died off. What if you could go to a virtual world to see the bees there? Mm. Is my body hooked up to a computer like in the Matrix? It could be in the future, but not mm, right okay. now. Okay. Uh, well, Mine- go on. Minecraft. Go on. Minecraft is adding bees. I just thought it was a nice little thing uh, where they basically made a big announcement the fact that they were adding bees into the game. So you'd be able to find beehives on trees, and there's bees flying around. And there's a mod where you can ride the bees. Uh, just. Nice. Uh, so, <laughs> from the from the Minecraft website, can someone tell Corey to stop making bee puns now? And here's some like information about the bees themselves. Uh, bees are cute and fuzzy. Um, if you don't hurt them, they don't hurt them. They don't want to hurt you. If a bee does sting you, it will it will leave its stinger in you and eventually die, dropping nothing. And bees love pretty flowers and spend their lives gathering pollen from them. After gathering pollen, bees fly back to their home nest. Uh, they help you by growing crops. They can be bred using flowers. They like sharing the location of their favourite flowers with other bees. If a bee can't find nectar after a while, it will return home for a bit. If a bee doesn't have a home nest, it will wander around until it finds one it can use. Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's cute. So that's a little addition to Bee to Buy Grafters. I just wanted to have a little bit of positivity in this podcast mm. in the middle of the news before we get on to uh, some more bad shit. Any, do, do, you've got much to say about bees other than I mean, nice? I, no, maybe I'll check it out one day in Minecraft. We should, maybe. we should check it out. We should have a Nerd Auto Geek we, Because we really need another big game to play. Yeah, we do. All right, here's, here's my question to you. I've, t- I've asked this to a few people. Would you rather live in a house, right? Yeah. That is, the walls, it's all glass, and the yep. walls are ants' nests. There's ants in there. Okay. Or it's a, it's a wasp's nest. Ants' nest. Okay. 100%. Wasps are awful. Wasps are bad. Mm. We can get rid of the wasps. Ants have more of a chance of getting through the, the gaps. 
But you'd see the ants do all their little working and stuff. It'd be really yeah. cool to and see And also the wasps out. would always be buzzing. Exactly. Because your house would always be buzzing. Yeah, it'd be awful. Ants. That's, that's right. a really easy question. What have we got on there? Listeners, let us know. Telltale Games. Remember them? Uh, yeah, I do. They're back. Kind of. Not really. With a vengeance. They're um, not really back, though, are they? But Scott, the, the, the brand is back. <laughs> Which yeah, is, so, some company. About. You, you know how Atari still technically exists, but it's actually Interplay Games, uh, an old publisher who bought the Atari like uh, intellectual property yeah, and just, just kind of wears wears their skin like a ghoulish mask. It's, well, it's this only is used to like make now. money from like brands and stuff now. Atari yeah. is pretty much just out there as like a, um, Atari is just a brand name and things. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what's happening here. But sort of, it's it's a little bit different. Um. So, holding company LCG Entertainment today announced that they've bought a chunk of Telltale's intellectual properties, assets, trademarks, and technology. Wrapping them, this is from the Rock Paper Shotgun, wrapping themselves in the flayed hide of Telltale Games and using their name, LCG Entertainment plans to not only return old Telltale games to sale, but make new games in old series too. This isn't a move by former Telltale folks, but by a group of investors, but they're back. Telltale's back. Um, kind of. They're, not really, though. Not really, though. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like brand is back. So they're going to be re-releasing the old games and sort of like developing some new ones. I think they're really re- they're they're doing it with the help of some former Telltale staff who have been hired Maybe. on as freelancers, mm-hmm. not even as a as proper job, not even as employees for this freelancers. <laughs> they they got their jobs back as a freelancer so that this this big organization can make some money. Um, so the the rights that Telltale hold at the moment is the Wolf Among Us, um, Batman, and also Telltale own series like Puzzle Agent. Uh, but there's obviously many games like The Walking Dead and Stranger Things. No longer they no longer have the rights to those. So you might see a new Wolf Among Us game, which is one of my favourites. You might see a new Batman game. But, but it but, will basically be made by a completely new development team. Like, maybe one or two people as freelancers. Also, but... who gives a shit? Those games didn't yeah. do very well. The reason yeah. There's a reason that Telltale went under. Because people were not buying and playing these games. They liked The Walking you know, Dead, <laughs> and The Wolf Among Us did okay. But ultimately, yeah. these games didn't do well. It's too bad these investors weren't around when Telltale Games had a big like shortfall of funding because it stayed in business. Yeah, rather than <laughs> rather than like eating uh, its. I'm corpse. sure. I'm sure they got it for a lot less. Oh yeah, they uh, probably let it fall under and then thought, you know what, guys, we'll give you ten pounds. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what they did, but it could have happened. It's possible. It's technically possible. Um, it's definitely possible that they watched Telltale or die, some or and then if not these invest. guys, someone in the same situation would have done that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it, Telltale's not really back. It's a completely new team, uh, but their their brand is back, and you might see another in those series, whether it will be any good or not. Um, you know. So if you look for, if you like knows? the Telltale brand, then look forward to seeing more from the Telltale brand. If you if you always wanted to play some of their back catalogue and you, they've not been on sale, well, it looks like they'll be back on sale. So you can some of them, so you can go and play those if you want. If you wanted to play a game. With the Telltale Games logo at the beginning, logo, yeah. you'll be able to that do that. That logo will be there. That logo will be there. It'll mm. be made by different people, but that logo, the Telltale Games, mm. it'll be there. Yep. And <laughs> so who, who knows? It could be, They could even be better. Like, they might hire good people. Maybe. I don't know. But it Probably could be not. It's, it's kind of a very non-story, though. 
I don't want to say that they're going to be going to be doing this to make a quick buck, but you know, mm. they might be. Maybe. Um, here's one that a lot of people have been unhappy about, but I sort of feel this is this is one where I'm against the news again. Okay. It's, 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 it's the Callums against the news of the Callum week. hates news and also <laughs> journalists. Yes, uh, this is from PC Games N. Uh, days before World of Warcraft Classic launched, a prolific community guides writer moved his guides across to paid subscriptions. So, one of the most prolific World of Warcraft Classic leveling guides writers has now put his speed leveling how-tos for level 12 and above, which were previously free, into a paid subscription-based members area on his website just days before World of Warcraft Classic is due to launch. While some fans are fine with the change, others have questioned the move. I think that's fine. You, I mean, you've, you've written a guide to help people speed level through it for free out of the goodness of your heart, presumably because you enjoy doing that. And suddenly a lot of people are going to be interested in that. Why not make a bit of money from, from it? Yeah, I mean, they're his guides. I guess he's got the right to do what he wants for them. Yeah. Um, so and, you, be, and let's be honest, it's probably really easy to pirate if you don't want to pay for it. It's probably yeah. very easy to find someone who's posted them up for free. Which you probably shouldn't. I mean, these, this person has written these guides. Yeah, it's... I mean, yeah, pay him for his work. Exactly, he's, pay someone for their work. Right. If, if you're really that desperate to level up quickly in World of Warcraft, like, I've got to say, this is a pretty minor issue. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, you're a person who is, like, you want to play WoW Classic, but also you want to get through it as fast as possible. Weird. It's I, really I weird don't understand actually. that mindset of, like, power leveling. I mean, play the game uh, however you want, but, like, this whole race to, like, level 60 and stuff is... Sort of like, why didn't you just play the original, the main game? When because that's as fast leveling as it is, you know. Yes, and what also in the in well in retail well now, uh, they'll just you can just buy an upgrade to get a top level character. Yeah, just do if you if you want to just do the end game content. Like uh, this, but I don't know. There's been a lot uh, of I find it a really like, weird. I get, I get the speed running is a thing, but to get back into World of Warcraft Classic, and the first thing you want to do is to like just rush to the end. I saw streamers on the first day of streaming. Who were just power leveling, like they were just in a group, just fighting so mobs weird. over and over, and they had like fifty thousand people watching them. And I'm mm. like, that's not, that's not the, that's not the game, is it? Yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's, it's really weird. Maybe, they, maybe we're just being old men. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, but please. people power leveled back in when it released as well. But I don't understand it. No, but whatever, this guy, he wrote these guys. I guess he's got no. It doesn't really matter if he wants to put them on the payroll. People, he can if he wants. Yeah. He apparently I'm missing he, part he, of the warned story. Me- he warned people a members area is coming shortly before Classic World of Warcraft launches ahead of time as well. So you know what? If you don't like it, you know people so, people so, people like want things for free and then complain yeah. when those things. What? So, go so if you were warned, you literally had time to save all of them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. People <laughs> like oh, we would have preferred a one-off fee rather than like a uh, uh, an ongoing fee to use these. But cards. guess what? You can get paid like a monthly fee get in and just copy and paste all the level guys yeah that's it <laughs> like that you can do that right now that's your one off fee people there's are nothing to stop you they? from there's nothing to stop you from doing this here's the thing though people will always say like oh we would be happy to pay it if they did it this way like yeah. they always say oh we would have been happy with it if they'd done it a different way but when they do it mm. that way they're still not happy you know what I still people some people are entitled but I don't like using the word entitled because I feel like it's become while there are definitely lots of cases of like gamer entitlement I also think in, the term entitled can be used to dismiss people with legit concerns I think that's fair but I think in this scenario entitlement, entitled, is absolutely yeah. a thing you know I would never yeah. use entitled to be like someone who 
wanted to see a game like do better things. Like, oh, I didn't like how the way that the game did, did something. I wish they would change it to do this. I think that's completely fair if you're making actual criticism of it. But if you just want something for free because you don't want to pay for it, whatever, mm. I don't know, fuck off. Yeah. I, we told a lot of people to fuck off this podcast. It's deserved. It's deserved. This is the fuck okay, off so podcast. What's our final item? This is a cool thing. Um, do you ever play many Flash games back in the day? Oh, yeah. we Obviously, we did, especially at school. Exactly. We saw a lot of school IT lessons playing miniclip.com. Or Newgrounds, Newgrounds. as well. Um, these Flash games which people made for fun, for free, because they wanted to. And a lot of these people end up getting game like careers in games. This, this, was, this was back in the day when no one knew how to monetize stuff on the internet. So yeah. you put your Flash game up on Newgrounds. It might get like 8 million like people playing it, or like visitors or something, but you wouldn't make a dime. Yeah. But then people also did get careers from it. But also sometimes that was a nice thing to people to play, you know. And some of these games were like had a lot of investment in it, and like a lot of um, mm. a lot of work. Yeah, in it. these games were legitimately. It, good it was games. an it was an era of um, of games and cartoons as well. People yeah. used to make cartoons. So it was before streaming video, before YouTube, before um, you know people knew the in- before there was really an indie game market anymore. You know, there, we had a big indie resurgence in the late two thousands. But in the time before that, this was really. Um, how you got your game out there if you weren't working for like a big studio? I think Flash Games were the predecessor to the indie indie scene. Yes. It is now. Oh yeah, a lot of people. Obviously, we know like Team Meat. Uh, people have made games like that. Um, and who? Who? What are some other big examples of people who? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I know that a lot of <laughs> okay. indie game developers did. There's been up. a lot. I, I should have researched that beforehand, but you know, it's it's. I I definitely have seen a lot of it. I know that the Game Grump started in like a um in the Flash scene. And then oh yeah, Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps uh, made Flash cartoons. People like Stamper, who's like a voice actor and so on, did a lot of Flash stuff. Yeah, um, Newgrounds yeah. was like a big indie hub, and I think it's really it's a re- obviously the Castle Crashers was made by the Newgrounds people. Oh yes, exactly. They, they went games. on to to they went on to make Castle Crashers, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. It was a, if people um, it feels weird that there might be some listeners of this who don't remember the Newgrounds era, but obviously if you're probably our age or older, you probably you remember a time when that was a big deal on the internet. And Newgrounds is still a thing, but not as much of a thing as it was back then. But a lot of these yes. Flash games, um, because Flash has slowly been going away, some of these are eventually not going to be able to be played at all. Like mm-hmm. it's it's, it's going to be we're going to lose access to these games. Apart from there's an open source Flash emulator hoping to preserve a whole generation of them. Um, so in a, this is from Eurogamer. In a bid to preserve a generation's worth of Flash games, a new open source project hopes to create and share a Flash emulator. The project, which comes just a few weeks after Adobe announced plans to end of life Flash, hopes to secure a way to, uh, to play Flash games in your browser via emulation. Mike Welsh, who has previously worked on the Flash to HD video converter Swivel for Newgrounds, is currently leading the project. Over the past few months, Mike has been working on a way to play Flash in the browser via emulation, said an announcement on Newgrounds. We were going to surprise everyone this fall by suddenly supporting classic content here on NG, but it leaked early and the cat is out of the bag. You can see the progress on the website. Written in the Rust programming language, the emulator called Ruffle is an open source project that also hopes to create a browser extension that detects old Flash embed code and swaps it with Ruffle, meaning you could visit any old websites and the Flash will eventually just work. Um, Newgrounds itself is going to be supporting the tech, incorporating it into the website itself, so it will natively run Flash games and, and shows regardless of whether the user has a plugin or not. Like, this is just a really good thing to see. Like to see, cool. this, to see this era of the internet mm. presumably forever preserved. 
it's just a really great thing. As like long as it rustics, as long as what's called swivel. Yeah. As long as it sticks around, yeah, it's good. It's good to preserve that because a lot of this stuff would be is in danger of getting lost forever. And now that flash like said, is like going there's away. There's legitimately good stuff out there. Like some of the, not all mm. of it's good, as as is the case with any indie stuff. But there's some actual like really good stuff mm. made in yeah. made and, in and flash, not only which that, wasn't you can, necessarily you can designed see, for that. You can see where a lot of uh, talented developers got their start. You can see the very earliest work. Yeah, so I might I might take some take some time soon and sort of go back down. Uh, memory lane and you, you ever gone back to watch a flash cartoon that you thought was really funny when you were 11 i have done um and the, have like very specific memories of the decline of video gaming series is one that mm. i really loved when i was younger and you know what i still think it's pretty good now those guys actually oh that, that's one the people who made the decline of video game series also made a bunch of flash games and eventually ended up making snipper clips for nintendo switch yeah there's so, a really you know. um i think there's a really like kind of a forgotten period or like lost period uh, where you know towards the mid 2000s flash cartoons were getting really good like you had these people who've been doing it for years the the, the sound was getting very good the, like, the quality of animation and then obviously like YouTube hits and now like video is the thing and yeah. that just all sort of fell away um, it has to. especially shame. after um, you know 2008 or so when the algorithm changed and it just you couldn't make money or doing animation on youtube anymore it's a real shame because some of those uh, i used to just that that was my thing i'd get home from school and i'd go on newgrounds and just play games and watch cartoons on it you mm-hmm. know made by just these random people yeah it's a it's a heck of a time and that's the yeah, that's crazy. the last that's the last news story cool. that we have do we today. have any questions i'm gonna see now if we have any questions um We have three questions. Uh, one... right. This the first one. Wait, do, do we know from who sent them? actual people. Yeah, I know who they sent them. All right, well, who sent them to us? <laughs> the first one is Chris from Manchester, who asks an actual question of uh, what game was Mario's first appearance? Uh, would have been uh, Donkey Kong. I. Hmm. It depends, because in Donkey Kong, it's Jumpman, who obviously did become Mario. But Mario's first appearance is Super Mario Brothers with the name Mario. So which do you count? Not even in Mario Brothers. Oh no, the Mario Brothers. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah, the arcade game. Yeah. So which one would you count? Would you count Jumpman or Mario Brothers? I've generally, people accept that Jumpman is the same character as Mario. Okay. Nintendo even play with it. Okay, yeah. All right. Jumpman yeah. is, is do you, the answer. Do you know um, Charles Martinet's first appearance voicing Mario is not in 64. It is in like some SNES game. It's in, like, Mario Learns Typing or something. Mario is missing. That's really weird. Because I know there's some SNES games or, like, some, like, uh, PC games of Mario games where he's got, like, this New York accent. But I didn't realise Charles Martin actually did any of that. Is it alright if I tell a second-hand anecdote? This didn't happen to me, it happened to a friend of mine. Is it the way, isn't it where your friend met Charles Martinet? Because I think we've said that on the podcast before. Oh, okay, maybe. I, think, right, I, fine, def- I definitely think we have. Alright, yeah, moving on. That's going to happen with this podcast, as we do. We're on 21 episodes now. We're I forget, forget what things. anecdotes I've told people. Yeah. <laughs> the second question is from Liam in uh, Yeovil. How do you save Princess Zelda? <laughs> How do you yeah. save Princess Zelda? Uh, okay, so what you first got to do is you've got to, as soon as the start of the game, you've got to move left to the <laughs> leftmost wall, and then you have to go up, right, up, left, r- back, right, up, back, through the door. Yeah. All right, now, 
through the door, you're going to see ahead of you is going to be a ghost. Don't go towards the ghost. Instead, go behind the house. Go. There's a secret clearing of the woods. You've got to light. You've got to play the flute and then light the fire um, exactly 0.5 seconds later to your right. And the clearing will appear in the forest. Go through that. Keep going. Then we'll keep going. Keep going. Um, there's a little girl to the side. Ignore her. Keep Wait, going. Ignore her. Ignore her. Okay, no, okay. Don't worry. Yep. Uh, the game will then ask you some math questions. Uh, okay. They'll be fairly simple, uh, but they might put a tricky one. As long as you've done GCSE maths, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, norm- normally, the questions are from the 2007 exam, but if you, but if you, as long as you know the 2009 one as well, you'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> then you keep going. Um, then you turn. You do a jump. You got to jump um, over a rock, uh, straight over. Don't keep. Don't stop moving. Then um, go into first person mode. Uh, <laughs> then close your eyes. Press uh, in you, real life. If you if you press the Q button, the character <laughs> will close their eyes. Uh, then turn around, and then you'll see uh, Princess Zelda. Then you can save her. What, what are you saving her from? Again? I've forgotten. Uh, you're saving her from the dark. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Flex Scott. That's a real in depth, real in depth answer. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. So there you go, Liam from Yeovil. That's how you pre- save Princess Zelda. <laughs> Final question. <laughs> Scott, this actually follows up to, the, to your answer to the last question. Okay. Um, how did you get to be so good at games? That's from Rebecca in Manchester. <laughs> uh, how did I get to be so good yeah, at games? Yeah, how did you get to be so good at games? Mm. I, think, I think it's directed at you. She didn't specify a person, but let's, let's ask you. Um, I've called, I'm very charismatic. Uh, I charm them. <laughs> you charm the games. Uh, I wind them and time them. Okay. Yeah. Normally, you've got to you've got to make make sure the game sees you as a friend. Okay. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to and then betray them at the right time. <laughs> betray. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the game is try is you know one of you has to live, one of you has to die. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> uh, in a game human relationship, I'd rather <laughs> it was the game. Yeah. Uh, than me, they're only digital. That is true. No, I had heard that. Well, that's that's, right. that's good. I'll, I'll take that on board. Um, thank you very much, Rebecca and everyone else who asked a question. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> what, yeah, it's good. What is what this podcast has been? Uh, sometimes serious, um, sometimes not so serious. It's been a real. It's been a real pick and mix this week, uh, <laughs> guys. If you want, to, if you are playing Wild Classic on the Zandalar Tribe server uh, on Alliance, please join the Knights All of Glory. That's N I G H T S All of Glory. If you type um, slash who and then put in the the guild title, it's got spaces in between each word, and you can find someone who's online and ask them for an invite. Yep, yep, that's good. Uh, also, we've been doing some streams. We have uh, been. We have Warcraft. done. I've been on there, and remember, we've got regular. Uh, is it Tuesday and Sunday? It's now Tuesday going to be. Sunday. It's now going to be Thursdays and Sundays as the stream. Thursdays um, and Sundays because Bake Off um, is now on Tuesdays. Okay, <laughs> so I don't uh, want to miss that. You know, uh, pay attention uh, to those um, to those Twitters, to those Instagrams. Thursdays at eight PM BST and Sunday mornings at eleven AM. Uh, Sunday mornings is when I usually do my Mario Maker streams, which have been going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, Thursdays whatever is time zone it's, it's currently British standard time British summer time yeah. which is an hour ahead of GMT whatever time it is in Britain that time is, is the time we're going to do it yeah when the clocks go f- uh, but we'll, we'll get we'll get you involved in some more of those as well um, okay cool yeah let's do that cool uh, that's that's it for the podcast then um, yeah brilliant follow this us on Twitter really at NerdOrderGeek mm. uh, I'm at SuperCatDad 
Scott doesn't want you to follow him on Twitter. I'm, I've got a private Twitter. I'm sorry. We're also on Facebook, uh, Nerd and or Geek. Um, this has been good. This has been a good podcast. Uh, thanks very much, Scott, for taking part. Oh, my pleasure. As always, uh, I've been Cal Doughty. Everybody, everybody can fuck off. I love you. Bye. Bye.